Welcome to the Reseller Recovery Podcast, where we invite you to hang out with us, relax, and reflect on your week. All things talked about in this video are strictly our opinions and should not be considered professional advice. Please do not spread hate to anyone anywhere. Reseller Recovery? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Guys, Kaylee got a chair upgrade. Look at this. It's like a couch. Can you get in here? Very nice. I should have just moved. No, that's you okay. should have just said something. That's okay. Look, we might actually be the same height now because her other chair was significantly taller than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look it's at you. super down beneath yeah. yours, though. Good. We might be good. <laughs> we might actually I be level. I feel like I am super short. Welcome back to... Bum, bum, bum. Reseller Recovery. It's been a couple of weeks. Was that good? That was good. <laughs> I'm feeling fat and sassy today, so you all better be ready. We don't have a really mean comment, but... It's been a morning. You can go off about whatever you want. No, because <laughs> I, I, people might watch it that that's true. It would be related to, but yeah, that's true. Well, let's talk about where we are. No question of the day. First, we're we're venting. Oh, doing it like a live Q and A no, kind of thing. I just wanted to know where you were at, how you felt about your week. We haven't seen each other. Hmm. I felt pretty good. I, I, I don't think we've really discussed this with. Um, with the YouTube people, but I have been kind of switching my strategy as far as sourcing goes lately. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but we are about three weeks ahead on sourcing right now, which yes. actually will be about a month after receiving this wholesale. Um, but really far ahead on sourcing used to be an issue for us. I would say that was the biggest bottleneck for us was finding enough items to list. Um, and now we have the opposite problem. Not that it's a problem, but we have a lot of stuff and we've never been concerned about having too much stuff before, but we are now slightly concerned about it because of seasonality and things like that. Um, so just over the last week, I have really been, I guess, taking my time with sourcing and instead of like picking up every single thing that I know is going to be profitable, trying to spend this time while we still can to raise our average sale price and trying to focus on more high quality items, taking less risks on things if I don't know, um, like without you know, we do a lot of factor stacking, right? Like taking less risks on factor stacking, even though I do still factor stack and trying to uh, research a lot more higher price bolos and spending this time now where we don't have to pump out the numbers because we do have inventory here um, to try and perfect my craft on sourcing. And honestly, it's been really good. I've been able to find a lot of good stuff and I've kind of challenged you to do the same thing. And yeah. I don't know how you're feeling about it, but like I just went to a place where I never find good stuff. And I think it's only because I'm actually looking for the better items that I'm finding them. Yeah, it's been like a different experience where it's less quantitative and more qualitative. I hit a Lily Pulitzer lot Another again <laughs> yesterday, given these were all dresses. There was like, I don't know, four <laughs> or five of them. One I actually had to put back because it had a stain and I was mm -hmm. sad. Um, but I found quite a few. So I was pretty excited about that. And I find that like, I'm enjoying sourcing more. There's less hustle, more focus on just like actually enjoying it and really appreciating it and finding like the better items. And I'm really looking for more of like the wacky rare stuff where I feel like before I was just focusing on what can I get? What can I get? Now yeah. it's yeah, been more leisurely. And in theory, I mean, we're bringing back roughly the same amount of value. We're just 
yeah. not having to list as much stuff to get to that value, which is the goal anyway. So lately I've been working on increasing average sale price and um, just getting things pumped up here at the office. And I feel like we're in a really good place. Yeah. We do have something new coming up, but I don't think that we should share it in this video. But just so you guys know, we have something big, a big change coming that you guys will see over the next couple of weeks. You can take your guesses. If you're on YouTube, take your guesses down below in the comments. What is a big change that is about to happen here? Because we are about to change something pretty substantial up. Question of the day. <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I hate change, but I am um, working through it. It's fine. That's what we're going to say. It's fine. It'll be good. I feel better about it now. Good. All right. Question of the day. Question of the day. What is the most profitable thing that you can do in your business? And by the way, Nikki didn't know what the question of the day was, so she will be answering this off the cusp later on today. Most times we do these reseller recoveries, I literally get this right before she pushes the start button. So I generally don't know what the main comment is. I don't know what the most, or like what the question of the day is, so. Yeah. Y'all get the pretty raw version of just how my mind works. I hope you enjoy it. We'll be thinking about it. What is the okay. most profitable thing that you can do in your business? There's no right or wrong answers, um, but we'll go through that at the end of today's I'm episode. I'm excited. Yeah. I wish I'd have brought a pen. Want to go get one? Nope, it's fine. I was just thinking, I have some thoughts, but you know how I am. If I don't write it down, oh, girl, you're the best. <laughs> if I don't write it down, I'll forget. So I'm going to write this on here. And my thoughts, you go ahead and, oh, it's my turn. I can't start writing my answers. Okay, motivational quote of the day. I told you I'm feeling fat and sassy today. So this, this hit me, and I liked it. So... Stay away from those people who try to disparage your amb ambitions. Small minds will always do that, but great minds will give you a feeling that you can become great too. Mark Twain. Which I really liked that. It's good. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drink my water here. You probably don't prepare. Want to. <laughs> you better swallow it so you don't get your phone wet. Okay. Um, I think it's really important. I could add this to things that you can do to make your life in your business more profitable. Cut the negativity out of your life. We're not going to go into those weeds, but big one. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you, if you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to, I guess, have the right mentality. And when you have the right mentality and you've got that positive thinking, you're in a grind with other people. It's a lot easier to stay with it. I always re refer to things as like diets. I probably shouldn't because I'm probably setting myself up for more mean comments, but whatever. Um, I would rather like diet with a bunch of other people yeah. than I would to do it by myself. I'd rather go to the gym with a bunch of other people than go by myself. Like I find it so much or so much easier to stay with the grain and kind of f go with the flow, the river of esque, I guess. And just keep going it when there's other similar-minded people around you. When you're surrounded by either bad resellers, people who are telling you that you could just, like, have fun and, and not work and trying to, I guess, encourage you to either step away from your business or not try as hard or giving you tips that are just not working, I think it makes it really easy for you to say, well, they did it, so it's fine when it's not fine. Yeah, peer pressure and just going with the crowd. We got, we got too much of that, not just reselling-wise, but, like, in the world life in the world today like people just yeah. go with whatever everyone else is doing or saying and there's really no like think through about it 
to understand why you're agreeing or disagreeing with things. And I think if we really took a step back, we'd have some different opinions. But yeah, that's a whole that should be a whole nother podcast not related to reselling. But no, I love that quote. I totally agree with it. And I found myself, I guess, in the similar position where I, I've told you guys a lot, but like I stopped watching a lot of reseller content on YouTube and the only reseller content that I really watch now are people that are better than me at something. Um, the only way to learn is to surround yourself with ideas and people of people who are, like she said, like-minded and you know at the same level as you or slightly above you to help you get there. Um, but when you are watching people that aren't doing, you know, aren't on the same business plan that you are, don't have the same values and mindset and goals, um, they can really drag you down. And that's why I don't watch um, a lot of reseller content. Yeah, surround yourself with the good stuff, good people, good stuff, good learning, positive, motivated. Yeah, can't go wrong. Make it happen. Let's talk about what's new in the reseller world. I actually didn't have a lot, probably because I don't watch a lot of YouTube, um, but I did see some like topics uh, coming to the surface a lot over the last couple of weeks. A lot of it was that sales were up and down, which we kind of talked about the last episode. Summer slowdown is coming. We've been experiencing a lot of really slow sales days and even sales weeks, but it always seems like the following week is like a really great one to even it out. Um, And typically around holidays, it's always slow. And I think that's just what, because people are out doing stuff they're not shopping online i think that's why summer in general is slow because more people are outside less couch potatoes you know what i mean like seasonality gets good you go outside you play sports you go on hikes you i don't know you have the chance to do it winter you're just home holidays you're home or visiting with somebody you're not just sitting on your computer right yeah so definitely keep that in mind as we move towards June and July are typically my slowest months. I know we've got that question a lot in the comments. Um, June and July are typically our slowest. We, it takes a long time to learn how to pivot that, but I think over time we've learned some great strategies and uh, focusing on seasonality, being ahead of a season is really important. And so that's where we're gonna focus. And also while we have downtime doing things like making any corrections or changes that we need. during the summer in the business. Um, but I have seen a lot of topics about so sales and then immediately after the holiday, everybody was like, oh, sales are back up. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna vent here, but I think that people take summer slowdown as, uh, okay, rabbit hole, here it goes. <laughs> um, here's my thing. People want to go outside, so they're less motivated. So, like, even as a reseller, I know there's a lot more people who take vacations in the summer. They don't want to be inside as much. They want to, like, I don't know, go do fun things, go take trips with their friends. They might go to the thrift store, but they're like, I'm not really in it. Like, I struggle with that. You get it real hot, and I'm, like, half asleep. Like, it it is a mentality change as well. Like, think about going in you know, going out for lunch in the summer, right? So we go out, we go, we've been packing our lunches, we go to a nice place, we sit and picnic. I'm more likely to sit there for an hour, a whole hour for lunch. But in the winter, if you put me in a big coat and I'm walking around like a Oompa Loompa, I just want to get in the store and get, get, you know, get my stuff and get out. So 
I think that that plays into it as well. And then you also think about not on the reselling side, people, you know, are buying less. So your sales are less. So it takes you less time to ship. Um, people don't, I think, think about getting ahead. You kind of talked about that, like ways that you can strategize to, to combat that. Our one of ours was listing more. more so putting in more effort, which again, sucks if you just want to be outside because it's nice. Um, and then also, people, I think, take it as a free time, free space. This is my time to relax. No, this is your time to fix your processes. This is your time to do an inventory. This is your time to implement new processes. This is your time to do a lot of those things. And I think people are so tired of putting the nose to the grindstone that summer comes and they're like, <gasps> and they take that deep breath. And then instead of like blowing it out and getting right back to it, they just hold it in a bubble for the two, three months of summer. And the next thing you know, they're like, well, God, I'm suffocating again. Well, yeah, because you made your job harder. If you try to do an inventory and like like Christmas, December selling, you're going to hate yourself. You have the perfect... Why are you looking at you laughing? I'm just... You would. I was thinking, what would that look like for us doing an inventory yeah. during Christmas? I'm like yeah. thinking, oh, God. I see the little smirk on your face, and I'm like, what is she <laughs> well, thinking? I'm just like, stuff would be selling as you're trying to, like, count it. Yeah. And <laughs> it's horrible. just a mess. And people are honestly just so lazy. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I used to work another job. And it was hell for, like, five months of the year. And then you had this nice gap in time and then it was like medium and then it went back to chaos and it was summer. That was the best time. And I remember thinking like, we get the same amount of hours in torture as what we do when there's nothing going on. We're going to just sit and do nothing. Like this is our relief. I get the mentality, but also like, we were just screwing ourselves for the rest of the year. Like we could have been ordering product ahead of time. We could have been organizing better. We could have been setting display plans. Like there's so many different options, so many things we could have been doing. For your reselling business, make new processes, evaluate efficiencies, um, do a whole inventory, whole, whole thing. I don't have people don't do inventory. That's a whole other issue. We can go into that in another podcast. (laughs) But there's just a lot of things I think people should be doing during that summer slowdown. Yeah, absolutely. Including listing more. Work no, harder. It's not just the buyers. It's definitely mentality of ourselves, too, yeah. for sure. Sorry. You're good. That was a good discussion. Um, other things that I've seen are just more on posh promoted listings in beta. We decided not to try it. Um, I know a lot of people wanted us to. Some people are like, don't bother if you know, you're know you not into it. Uh, to be honest, we just kind of forgot about it, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But we did not try the promoted listings. Um, to kind of test it out, but you guys did, and majority, an overwhelming majority of people, I think there was only like one or two comment that I got that was a positive response to trying it out, but an overwhelming majority of you guys in the comments said, I tried it out, it's ridiculous, it takes so much money and I'm not seeing more sales, uh, was what I learned from you guys' comments about it. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that and listen to what you guys have to say. Um, and as you know, they start to roll it out to new users, it'd be interesting to know what people are saying about it and if their sales are going up. Um, and the last thing I've seen circulating is there, I don't know if it's new or if I'm just now hearing about it, but I, I think it's a new platform called Jamble. 
and it is a live selling uh, platform similar to Whatnot, which you kind of expect to happen, right? Like, Whatnot started, then Posh Shows started. Like, you kind of, you see this wave of things of all of these platforms trying to do this. So you kind of assume, you know, there's going to be a lot of new platforms trying to do live selling. Uh, even before Whatnot, I know there was a small wave with that Galaxy app for a while. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was iPhone only. Yeah, it we didn't. Through. We don't do iPhone. Right. Um, so there's just been a big wave in the last year of live selling. And if you guys think it's going away, it is not going away. In fact, I'm sure at some point, you know, there's going to be something new that we've never even thought of. And you do have to keep up with the times, not saying that you have to be on these apps or you have to be live selling, but you need to be aware of them. You need to understand how they work. You need to know if they're right for you and if they're not right for you and you're not going to be on them, how is your business going to pivot in order to combat these other selling apps that buyers might be going to? So something to think about. Uh, the interesting thing about Jamble right now, they have no fees hmm. at all. Like no like... No fees. No like monthly sell? I don't think they have any fees. I think How, that, that has to change because there's no way they're not going to make any yeah, money. Yeah, I think it will too. Um, I think it's just a newer app, so they're trying to like get people on the platform for sellers. That's sketchy. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> because here's the thing. All these people are going to put all that time into putting all those listings on, and then they're going to come back and say, this is the fee percentage. And I guarantee it's going right. to be higher than eBay and Poshmark, and people are going to have put in right. all this time and effort and then decide that they don't want to do it or just go with it because... They already, that sucks. Yeah. Jamble, do better. Well, we didn't really have, surprisingly, a lot of mean comments. Actually, the comment that I chose, I don't even think it is mean necessarily, but I did want to address it because I found it pretty interesting. Um, the comment is, I'll read it word for more, word for word. I find it, they misspelled something, so I'm going to say what they probably wanted to say. I find it very hard to believe that you sold $6,000 in one week. Sorry, but I hear about big sellers selling almost nothing. Kaylee says, hearing and knowing are very different things. You can check a seller's sold listings if you want to see proof on how much someone is selling. What are your initial thoughts on their comment? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't definitely don't take it as mean, but I definitely still take it as rude. Like yeah. they're essentially calling you a liar yeah. and they don't even know you. Yeah. And like, if they did the research, which it's all there, like right. it's available, right. then, then they could have done it. But like, I don't know why people find it necessary to like comment on your video and be like, there's no way. Like if you don't like it, move on. You yeah. know, the comment did not really hurt my feelings because it's just, I just found it very funny how uninformed people are and these all of these mean comments or negative comments or whatever all surround a, around one thing. And it's that people are unhappy with their own business. And I thought I would bring up this topic because if you're someone that is looking at other resellers and you're very skeptical and you're thinking there's no way that they're making that much, first of all, it's good to be skeptical because there are a lot of people on YouTube who are scammers or who are lying about their numbers. Um, but at the end of the day, my stance on it is why, even if they are lying about their numbers, why do someone else's numbers even matter to you? 
you should know your own numbers. Who cares about what Joe Schmo down the street is doing? You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't impact your business to know what someone else's numbers are. The things that you do want to know are what is selling. And if you were to learn how to check solds on eBay, Poshmark or whatever platform you're selling on, you could easily find out, A, if you wanted to be nosy, you could figure out how much people actually are selling if they're telling the truth or not. Um, but also you could know for yourself how to get yourself to that level. Uh, but the truth is that we do sell, now this is not net profit, this is just gross selling, um, but we do sell thousands of dollars every single week and you can go look at the solds on eBay and Poshmark, we're on multiple platforms. Um, but I found it interesting that people found it that hard to believe, which tells me there must be just so many resellers and according to them, bigger sellers, bigger than me, who are selling almost nothing and must be making videos about how slow sales are. Do you think they're a reseller? I think they would have to be to be on the channel, right? I mean, not necessarily. Like, I open up YouTube sometimes and there's some, like, random crap that I just randomly click it on. And the next thing I know, like, I'm like a link follower, which is probably not good. But I'll literally just click one video that is, like, similar or also from this person that I like true. click on that and then like 50 videos down I went from watching puppies making noises to like cooking shows That's to true. how to garden your garden to home organization and then like at the very end I'm looking on how to adopt goats like <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> that's true maybe they just happened across the channel and they were like this is not possible maybe but they did talk about of course other sellers. other sellers and I didn't include their username but I have seen them comment before um, and I'm pretty sure that they are a reseller on the lives are they on I the don't lives? know I don't think so because if so that's you guys if you guys watch the lives I, not all of you, but most of you, I have a soft spot for you. So when I see mean comments come from you, it legitimately breaks my heart. Cause I feel like I know you, like yeah. I might not know your name, but I'm like, oh, so-and-so. Like I know, I know your screen name. Yeah. I remember it. I have almost an identic, and I, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. <laughs> I can remember anything. So how, it's how we're going to phrase it. But um, I see it sad. Yeah. I it do. Hurts. I get really sad. Yeah. Well, this person, I'm know. pretty sure, is a reseller. Hmm. So there, there was another question I was going to ask you about it, and I forgot. I believe sold. Oh, it hit me. Sorry. I was thinking about this. I almost wrote okay. it down, and then I forgot. Here's the other thing I have a question on. Was this on a what sold video? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So hear me out. I know you don't show every, especially on a busy week, every single sold. Right. We pull the top tier bolos, essentially, that people would want to look for and make the most money off of. But you show the sold page, and it shows sold on this date. Yes. They still don't believe it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how would you make that up? <laughs> like, I could see if somebody just started a video. Like, okay, ready? Ready? Here, hold on. Action. Hi, my name's Nikki and this is Kaylee. And we sold $12,000 on eBay this week. Cut. That's not what we're doing. Like, we have a whole freaking camera video recording of the freaking items. Yeah. And if it's the expensive items, 
bolas, whatever you want to call them. Most of the times, those are the higher end items, right? Which means we probably got the most money from them. Just assuming, you yeah. know, but I don't want to assume because we know what that does. But <laughs> that's probably at least showing 70% of the profit. Yes. So. Doesn't make sense. If I it? show you 50 items out of 150 items and it makes up 70% of the profit and there's still 100 items left and there's a thousand dollars it's not a stretch no it's not i, I don't, don't get it i'm gonna find this person <laughs> we're gonna have a talk about it i'm I, you know what i'm gonna get another phone number and it is going to be for somebody to call to have conversations about mean comments so i can have conversations with them because all these An keyboard phone number you mean I mean, I'll link it to my Keyboard personal warriors. account. I'm just saying, like, I don't want them to have my actual phone. Did what if did we... your friend message you back? No. Ooh, what if it was a YouTuber? I don't know. Sketchy. Okay, anyways, <laughs> that reminded me. But I want to have a separate line just to have conversations. And if you really disagree with something and you leave the comment, I'm going to just reply, please call me to discuss and drop the phone number. And you can call me and we can have a legitimate conversation about it. Because if you can actually be as big... Now, I'm not referring to this person. I'm referring back to Tina and Claudette. But, like, if you can really be that hateful of a person and say that stuff to somebody on the phone... Yeah. You're even bigger. All these keyboard warriors. And then, if you can have a conversation and you're still not very nice, I will buy you a plane ticket. To come have a conversation with me about it. In person. I will pick you up at the airport. We can have the conversation there. Then you can turn right back around and get on it because you're not welcome here. Like, I'm not. Why am I picturing? Remember when we got oh, internet God. and the internet company offered me a free landline phone? We should have done and it. And I declined it because I was like, we're never going to use a landline. Imagine having, like, a decorated table just for that landline phone. And it's titled, like, Mean Comments Phone Liners. Every we, time it rings, you know it's going to be that. Can we get that landline still? Hell no. Because that would be free. I wouldn't like, have to pay. People would be calling us. At, you think it would stop with Mean Comments? Every single one of these people would be calling us every day. That's There'd fine. be a wait list. That's fine. <laughs> I will I will spend 15 minutes. I get here about an hour before everybody else. I will spend 15 minutes every morning returning a phone call. It might take me all year. Priority, priori yeah, priority goes to podcast mean comments first. Yeah, I've already got people emailing us for answers to Don't. questions like it w we would not be able to filter but i am picturing it and it sounds hilarious <laughs> and we can we can have a disclaimer you know how like if you call your doctor's office it says if this is an emergency please call 911 ours can say <laughs> what why are you laughing i can picture this whole instead thing instead <laughs> of us saying if it's an emergency call 911 ours will say this notice is oh no 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 back up like when you're doing you're calling somebody and they're like we're just letting you know that this phone call could be recorded for quality and something purposes uh -huh. that's going to be what ours is going to set this call is going to be recorded for youtube <laughs> and then we can just insert the conversation <laughs> although you'd have to you'd have to listen to the video because i guarantee if i get mad enough there's going to be bad words in there that i'll forget about <laughs> but we should do it <laughs> guys what do you think you think we should do it? 
Yeah, what do you think? You want to have a phone ringing 24-7 while you're trying you to work? You can turn the silent, the brain We are off. not doing that. I'm putting my foot down. Okay. We would have calls on calls on calls I'm going to say this. If calls. we get a thousand comments that say a thousand. No. Still no. Absolutely not. I'm saying not. yes. We I will am, get no work listen. done. Listen. You can put, you can give them your personal phone no, number. No, I will buy another la- or another line before I do that. I will buy it myself. Then do it. We ain't putting one here. There is no way. I'm believe my we other would not cell phone get here. anything done. You will if you turn it on silent. Nikki, Nobody would hear. I it. think you are underestimating the amount of people that would call. Not just that. Think about all the prank phone calls. I'd be all right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not a good idea. Only because I. Powerpuff Girls? You know how they're They have the phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like people might see a version of me they don't want to see. Yeah. I don't know that YouTube's ready for that. No. (laughs) This is still very... Plus, uh, we know that these people aren't actually going to call. They, they, like you said, they're keyboard warriors. They sit behind a computer. They wouldn't actually take the effort because they don't even take the effort to look at solo. Do you think they're going to take the effort to pick up a phone, dial it, and call you and have a conversation? Probably not. I'm going to bench that thought, but it, it does sound like something I would still be potentially interested in doing. I just wish I had a way to filter it. Yes. You know, if you would like to, if you're someone that's like, I 100% disagree with X, Y, and Z, and you feel so strongly about it, you want to come on my channel, we will pre-record, not live, because I don't know what people are going to say and they can be crazy, but we will record a video and we can... We can publish it and people can hear your version of things and we can talk through things and you can, it'll be a change my mind series. You can try to change my mind. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair negotiation. I'm Deal? not shaking until I know what we're. That was what I was saying. We won't do the phone, but we can do the random videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we, what would you call it? Change my mind. Although Cha- that guy's, in, that guy's mind. in a lot of trouble right now. So I don't, we should probably call it something else. The conservatives are ticked with him. Oh. We should pick something else. You know what? This culture is so offendable. Like <laughs> They are. You used to get offended before somebody would slap you and tell you to suck it up. That's what this world needs. <laughs> People need to uh, need to set boundaries. I can't say other things, what I was going to say. So we can't say change my mind. What are we going to call it? Let's call it... Oh, I think that's my Bama. Oh. What were we talking about? Bama came, so... Mamaw stopped the podcast and went and had lunch with her. But we're back and we're going to pretend like we nothing were, changed. Yeah, nothing changed. So we were just talking about bringing people who disagreed with the channel on. And what did we determine or what did you determine we would call it? You said there was somebody who was the in. Change my mind. Co- yeah, changed yeah. my mind. Who had controversial crap. Yeah. So we wanted to stay Steven away from Crowder. that. Oh, that's who it is? Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, we don't want that. Um, so I suggested, and we'll have to see if it's available, but we could call it the great reseller debate. I just thought that was catchy. Not saying we're great, just saying, like, it would be cool. The debate would be good. But yeah. the debate. Yeah. So if you want to, reach out, Instagram, email, comment, whatever. But here's the parameters. You have to be able to have a civil debate. It can't just be, like, screaming at each other. Like, I'm not going to put that on YouTube. She's not going to put that on YouTube. So, it has to be constructive debate. No just arguing. Yeah. And I think it's great that 
if you can have an open conversation. I think it's great to debate things with people. Because even like here, I mean, if you think we both have the same opinion on everything, like we it's don't. not true. And it's good to talk through things because sometimes your mind is changed or you both change your mind or whatever and you're able to come to an agreement together. Um, and sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's fine to have a differing opinion. I feel like a lot of people watching my channel, not everybody's going to follow the same model that we do, but you can still take something away from it. Yeah. All I right. like it. Sold. Back to the question of the day, which is, what is the most profitable thing that you can do in your business? I left this question kind of vague. Yeah. Because I was curious to know what you guys' thoughts were. So if you're on YouTube, drop a comment down below. Um, answer it. Just whatever pops to mind. I know what popped into mind when I thought about it. Um, so I'll share that with you, but I'm going to go with you first. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking most profitable. And I was trying to think of what thing, my first mentality, just so you know how I worked through it, was what makes you the least profitable? Okay. That's kind of how my mind worked. It's like, what would I see as your biggest flaws in your business that could make you tank your business? Um, I was thinking efficiency. So I'm thinking about all the people who spend nothing against those people, but spend like hours longer doing tasks than what yeah. they should. I put positivity slash motivation. So I'm thinking, that tanks your business um, if you don't have the want, especially for self-employed, right? If you're self-employed, the biggest make it or break it is like you holding yourself accountable, making yeah. yourself get up and do things. And then I put like um, quality of your items so in multiple facets. So just like everyday streamlined, I think if you keep buying improper items or items you shouldn't buy either you're buying them and spending the money you're getting them back and going to photographing go to photograph them and then toss them so you're losing money or you're photographing them but taking a loss and now you're wasting the time depending on how much you're getting out of it um in that aspect or if you get them all the way through and you don't think about it you don't include it in your listings you could be selling that to the customer that you're shipping and now you have to refund or Step four, you sell it. The buyer doesn't want to refund it. They just file a case with eBay. You keep getting dings on your account and eventually get your account shut down. That's where my mindset went. Sir, what do you think, what is the most profitable thing you can do for your business? So if you have to pick one, those are all great points. And I agree with you. I think those are the three things you said are like the biggest downfalls. So in reverse of that. Can though, I just do an encompassing? Yes encompassing would be do everything right the first time from the very beginning. I like it. Because that's kind of where I was going with all that. Okay. Yeah. Do like everything make right. a plan and constantly evaluate the plan. Okay. And actually follow through. Okay. I like it. It is interesting because my mind went immediately to tasks, like which task is going to be the most profitable thing I could do. I think a lot <laughs> of people think when they hear this question, they think, listing. If I just list more, I'll be more profitable. So I, they focus on increasing their amount of listings. I think the most profitable thing that you can do for your business is figure out how to properly source profitable items because I think everything starts when we start talking about tasks because I agree you got to get the mindset like you you got to put yourself in a good place but as far as task wise goes like it all starts with sourcing in my opinion because as soon as you decide to pick up an item that you didn't do the research on 
or it doesn't align with your business model. As um, soon as you decide yeah. to pick an item up, like you're already in the hole because you're not going to be profitable. It doesn't fit with your business model. You're going to spend all the time listing the item for it to never sell or it might end up selling for two five dollars and then you break even but you spent all of that and all that time invested into it when you should have really just never picked it up in the first place so i think for me the most profitable thing that you can do for your business is figure out how to source correctly and that might be different for some people i mean some people's models are different than mine and and they're really successful at it. They have a volume-based business, they shop at the bins, but they also don't expect their items to sell in 90 days yeah. either. Um, and so, <laughs> I don't know, I found that question really interesting because everyone um, answers it in a different way. And I've been getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of comments regarding the sourcing piece, specifically, Nikki, about putting thing, taking the time to comp and putting it on the sourcing spreadsheet. I've had a lot of questions. One in particular, um, somebody was like, I just can't see myself taking the time to comp the item on every single piece and put it on the spreadsheet. Like, doesn't that take you so much time? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it save you so much more time just to pick up the item and then get it listed? I mean, yes, theoretically, if you if you sourced an item, so we're just going to do A and B. A is what we're going to call our method. So you go to the store, you find an item, you comp the item, you put it on the spreadsheet, then you come back and do the listing. Versus B, which is you go to a store, you look through items, you think, oh, this looks okay. You pick it up, you go back, you list the item. Maybe you look for the price, maybe you don't. I just, my assumption is you don't look for the price. You make a guess. Um, or do your best estimate. I heard somebody else say they were picking this up and or we're going to sell it for $25. Yeah, something yeah. along those lines. I would assume if you're not looking it up to comp to check sell-through rate, you're probably not comping it to see what it's selling for because you're. if so, you're already doing the work at that point. Right. It is faster. 100% faster. You're probably saving... It usually takes me 10 seconds to yeah, comp I five to put on the spreadsheet. I mean... I just, depending on, well, I'm going to give you a solid minute per item. Sheesh. Just thinking, like, you have to do your research. Maybe you have to look up a style number, like, okay. especially if you're not good at it, right? Okay. So we'll give you a minute. That's like a stretch. So 60 items, 60 minutes, an hour, okay? That's that's checking the solds, checking the sell-through rate. Um, that's finding the exact item, looking up style numbers if you have to, putting it on the spreadsheet, getting the price, the whole thing for us, right? Yes, you might save 60 minutes, but let's, let's compare sell-through rate of this store A and this store B. Store A did the research 90 days. I would say, what would you guess 90, on a 90-day sell-through rate model? If you had 60 items, how many of those would sell? In 90 days or In 90 days, as a guess. I mean, we know it's not foolproof. Uh, Out of 60. I mean, with the rate, we're going about 50. Okay. Let's just... So 50 out of 60, right? Now, she does not know this is coming. Imagine going to a thrift store and I say, okay, you go buy 60 items to sell online. No research. What do you think the selfie rate of those would be? I'm just speedballing here, like guessing, but maybe like... 10 out of 60 would sell in 90 days, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it would depend on what you have in the store. Maybe you will luck out and you'll have all 60 self, but probably not. My thing is like, okay, people can get stuff without a 100% sell-through rate or even with a 100% sell-through rate. But like if you're not considering sell-through rate when you're pricing an item, that can also cause yeah. um, your item to sit longer. If you're just priced $1 more than everyone else um, mm-hmm. and you don't have a 100% sell-through rate or over 100%, like you're competing with other people. So it oh, yeah. increases the amount of time you're probably going to hold on to that item until you inevitably end up dropping it. So like... I'm considering that too. That's what I wanted to get at. So, 60 minutes here. How long are you going to keep these items? You don't know, right? How many times are you going to have to mark it down or accept offers or for every single one of those items? You're going to spend more than 60 minutes in the amount of time you do an inventory on it, the amount of time you accept offers or drop prices or answer questions or, you know, keep promoting if you do promoted listings or keep sharing it on Poshmark or whatever that looks like. Like, you are more than going to double your triple quadruple your time yeah when you're talking about a minute per item like are you going to spend a minute per item in the things you just talked about probably way more than that yeah per item yeah and that's even if it sells yeah you're probably more than likely like gonna donate it if you don't do the research like you're probably gonna sell let's say you decide if something doesn't sell in six months you're gonna donate it like are those 50 out of 60 items you're probably gonna end up donating because you didn't do the research and you just spent all the time listing, photographing, putting it away, and then all the customer service management that she was talking about for nothing, for a deficit in profit because you spent the money on the item. So it's like a minute here up front or like I spend all this time listing an item that's never going to sell. Like I just, I don't, I don't get why people still choose not to check comps. Do you know what the average, I know it varies, but the average price for you to like reactivate a listing, like every 30 days? Oh, the like how much it costs, an insertion fee? Yeah. Like the, I know it varies based on what store you have and whatever else. Let's just say 10 cents a listing. Okay. So 10 cents a listing. Okay. Okay. 60 minutes, 60 items. What, for our area, what would you, let's just say minimum wage, okay? Let's just flat rate. We'll say $10, right? So for one hour, it's going to cost you $10 of your own profit, right? Your own time. That's what you'd pay yourself if you were in Ohio and you paid minimum wage. I know it's slightly over that, but we're doing quick math, right? So that $60 or 60, um, 60 minutes, if you were making minimum wage, which I know is not, really reasonable as far as rate but i'm just flat rating it here so let's say you sell in the first 90 days 10 items you still have 50 left right every month you've got 10 cents on every single one of them if you take just three additional months you've you've more than spent your money right right if you do that for a whole year, you've more than spent your money. That's one thing. I can't go into this too much because I don't want to call anybody out. But we had this whole conversation the other day about buying things low and being like long-term selling. And that's one thing I just, I, I don't get. And maybe it's because I don't know a lot about reselling. I mean, I know 
I'm honestly biased in, in Kaylee's rate here, I guess, because that's all I've ever known. But I think about people who, you know, say they spend, I don't know, $2 on buying an item to flip it for 20 right? Reasonable. One thing I, I guess I don't think about is like doubling, tripling, quadrupling, times tensing, whatever, your money. But you pay a fee every month and maybe it's only 10 cents. But when you have that item listed for five years, yeah, that's a long time. It is. Plus, it's like space that you could use for something else. Okay. Plus, think about like rent. So, like, I don't know if you guys have seen our office lately, but my God, we full. <laughs> it is a mess. It is so full of stuff. Like, if you were paying rent somewhere, and you like say we were in here and we said, oh, we need more space, and we had to double the amount of space we had and pay double the rent. You could be costing yourself more than, I don't know, a dollar twenty a month. Right. You know? I mean I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but a dollar twenty or a dollar twenty a year, you know what I mean? Like right. I know that doesn't seem like much, but if you're quadrupling or doubling your Yeah rental space. Now I you're I thousands feel, in the hole. I feel that way now where I look at all the stuff that we have and I'm like, man, if we could just get down to like half and just increase sell through rate, I'd feel a lot better. And we have a good sell through rate. I think, I think when you combine eBay and Poshmark, we're like at, I think like a 20 to 30% sell through rate, like total yeah. store, which is really great per month. Um, but I think about that now and I feel like we have a good sell through rate. So I can't imagine people who don't even consider sell through rate who are just picking it up and having no idea if it's actually going to sell other than what they saw somebody say on YouTube. And I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that says I never pick up things without comping. Cause there are things yeah. that Kaylee and I like, especially later in the week, we might've seen it on a Tuesday and been like, Oh, okay. Now it's Thursday. We're like, Oh yeah, I just picked that up. I know I did that for $20 or $25. So this was what a 50, whatever. But even like month to month, stuff changes right. and you can watch it trend right little by little by little by little yeah i think something i never considered along these same lines until this year was studying what sold in my own store and so every morning we were talking about this the other day but every morning i go on and i look okay what sold in our ebay store and what sold in our poshmark closet and if there were things that sold for like significantly less than I, we expected them to i try to memorize that and go okay no no more like i'm not picking that up i used to think this was a good item and maybe we didn't check the comp at the time because we thought you know we're picking a lot of these up but you got to study your own solds too and and know what's really working for you because it there's a lot involved and it's not just i think this item's good it's going to sell i'm going to list it if you list it it'll sell it's just not true We're going to go through our closet today and end a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to spend some time looking through that as well as the girls um, and kind of evaluating, like, what do we pick up? Why do we think it didn't sell? Be good. So we know these are things we shouldn't pick up. Yeah. We'll let you guys know how that goes. You got anything else before I end it? No. I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Reseller Recovery. I had a good time and really good discussions. Drop a comment down below if you're on YouTube. What do you think is the most profitable thing that you can do in your business? Because we'd be curious to hear. 
Uh, until next time, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.